Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 42 of the Cyber Bullies Podcast. I'm Kendall Worsky. I'm joined by... Kyle Reese Mandel. For anyone that missed episode 41, it's up on iTunes, po- other podcasts, say, scri- subscribe, rate us, send us an email, cyberbullyspod at gmail.com. We're going to get the CBIG, hopefully. <laughs> We've been talking about it. We've been threatening. What's that? Cyberbullies Instagram. Oh, the, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do have to do that. Yeah. We have one good picture of you. We got to put it up. <laughs> People enjoyed that. The IG. Yeah. You didn't wear your podcasting glasses. No, I know. It's the only way I could get through this. <laughs> You're like a little kid who has to wear the glasses. <laughs> oh, In episode boy. 41, we watched A Deadly Vision. Do you remember watching that? I do because I, I texted you that I watched another movie, a TV movie <laughs> on Amazon that had a very similar premise. <laughs> yeah. It's Molly Ringwald. Or Molly Ringwald? No, the other one. Uh, Ali Sheedy. Ali Sheedy, thank you, uh, which was quite bad, but also, it, but better, the 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 psychic logic was better, so oh, okay. it was better, but it was also worse. I got you. Like, it was just very poorly made. Ali Sheedy. But she was good. She was yeah. actually really good. Yeah, she like could, she's like, a, she's a psychic, and she has the psychic visions, and she kind of capitalizes on it. She goes on, like, daytime talk shows and oh, writes okay. a book. Yeah. But, but it's clear what she can and cannot do, and she keeps saying to people, like, like, well, can you help me? She's like, well, these are the things I can do, and these are the things I can't do. So it's very, like, I like that. The, about the it. rules. You like rules. Well, because it has to have rules. Otherwise, it's like Superman. If you can never die, what's the fun of this? Like, if you know everything, then why aren't you solving every crime? It's true. I mean, there should be a hierarchy, obviously, but yeah, you know. Who has the time? Yeah, I don't know. Who shot JFK? We can start there. I don't know. True. Atlanta child murders. I've been watching Mindhunter. That's on my mind. <laughs> As always, you tried to answer the following questions How did Kristen Davis get her powers? <laughs> I mean, I think genetics. I think that's. I think that's what the movie's. Well, trying. everybody's a psychic, though. So yeah, genetics then, because that's the human genome then. Right. So we're all psychic. So does that mean, like, for example, is like, um, you know, King Solomon psychic? <laughs> it's an odd choice, but sure. Yeah. Right. Like, or you know, or, or Moses. Right. Well, they, I mean, they. I also mean, by definition, he, right? He lived to be eight hundred. So. Yes. Yoda. Do you think it gets stronger or weaker as you get older? Stronger. For okay, sure. so at eight hundred, he really like knew a lot. Yeah, like he could he could do like three card Monty. He, could he do, saw like, he saw social media coming. That's why he's like eight hundred years. He's yeah, like, I got enough. I don't need to live to see toilets or toilet paper. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Like like Hitler had. I mean, people always talk about that, right? The sort of psychic experiments of the Nazis. So mm-hmm. maybe, maybe he was, he did. Maybe. I mean, he didn't because it's all horseshit. But and they lost. That's true. He didn't see that coming. <laughs> or maybe he did, and that's why they were doing all those other weird experiments. Ah, and he took an easy way out. He's coward, sure. like Epstein, fucking right. Yeah, supposedly. <laughs> uh, did Peter Boyle do anything in this movie? Did he get up out of his desk? He didn't do any of the things I wanted him to do. I mean, he was cast to be a crotchety old detective who's skeptical of psychics, which, of course, he should be. He's a detective. Yeah, but his job should have been to fuck the mom. <laughs> That was his, like, to me, if you're going to have two people of the same age playing the same, like, mirror roles, right? they should do it. That should the rom- that should be part of the story of the movies, that they fall in love. Or, or they're horny old people, they fuck with no strings attached. That's even better. All right. Why, what is that face? I mean, I know you wanted him to get with the mom, or have the mom be the murderer, which was insane. I think that was, I, I stand by that. <laughs> I think that's a great way to make that movie, because it, it ties everything together when there's no, there's nothing there. <laughs> I just don't get why you have two Academy Award winning nominated actors mm-hmm. playing crotchety old people and they don't end up in the church together or something. And they like, don't even cross paths. Right. Like, why are they in there? No, so you're right. I don't know why he's there. Uh, 
could that all right? So in this movie, Kristen Davis was thirty two uh, during the filming and played twenty two, which is unreal, like could, unbelievably so. Could Doctor Mud Carl uh, though played twenty two when he was thirty two? Absolutely not. I don't what think age I could you have played. I don't think I could have played twenty two at twenty two. Really, right? Like I don't. Know, I haven't looked at a picture in a while. My could, guess is because you have played thirty two at thirty two. Probably not. Uh, you know what? Actually, that's probably my sweet spot. Was about the early thir- early to mid thirties okay. where I looked age appropriate. All right, fair enough. All right. What about you? No, I always looked older, or thought uh, people thought I was older. Yeah, you're tall though. Yeah. I think that throws people off. Yeah. Yeah, even when you're older. I guess. Yeah, you have male pattern baldness in your pubic hair, <laughs> sure. so people it's thought that made you seem older than you were. That was a good thing, as it turned out. Yeah. Uh, so we tried to answer uh, these questions and more. So give it a lesson. Listen if you haven't already. Anything and, to and re- take a lesson too, because it's about psychic rules. Yeah, we cover that extensively. I feel like either the people who like our show like it more because of me discussing rules, or I'm driving away people who kind of like the show. Um, I mean, let's get a small number of people overall, but no, I think people like rules in general, which is why these movies are so insane at times because they don't even try. I think they do try. I think the people who are making them think this makes sense. You think so? And I think part of it, I, do. I see. I think they make the movies without the why, and then they paint themselves into a corner. So then, like right. when, the, when the when the detective with Detective Macho was like, how, "When did this start?" She's or "Why did this start now?" She's like, "I don't know. Why do you have these powers? I, I really yeah, don't know. I could explain it, but I won't. Like like the screenwriter could explain it. I think you're probably right. I think it's maybe sixty forty or or, or seventy thirty of what's most important are the characters. What's least important is plot logic. Right. Right. Whereas I think there are thirty percent of them where they make a movie that makes sense, and then the editing, like getting it down to TV length, it's true. They leave out things or don't address things that they could have if it was like a real movie. Mm. All right. So like Fair when they're enough. making it, they're like, "Oh, well, we have that scene in there." But then they have stupid stuff like the the whole church stuff was so dumb. Well, right. But it, I, I think it's to your point. They thought the character development of that was more important than it making sense. Yeah, I could see that. No, you're probably right. But so anything else to, to recap on that one before we uh, move on? I mean, we like that movie. Yeah, I liked it. It was fun. Yeah, it was good. It, yeah. Anytime I can think through that stuff, I, I enjoy that. <laughs> it's fun for me to get in the mind of a screenwriter serial killer. Right. Yeah. You're good at it. Uh, the movie we chose for episode 42 is 1980's The Comeback Kid. So this stars John Ritter as Bubba Newman. I love that name. <laughs> White guy named Bubba, not from the South. No. Makes no sense. No. Uh, he's best known for playing Jack Tripper in Three's Company. Uh, this also stars Susan Day as Megan Barrett. Yes. She was in The Partridge Family, L.A. Law. And, you know, we, we built up that the Swayze was in this. He's in it for one scene. Yeah, two two scenes. Yeah, right. Like two bar scenes where it's like a group of people. And he gets one really good line and that's it. And that was it. He had yeah. one zinger line and that, that Kim, was it. Kim Fields as well as one of the little kids. Oh, really? I didn't even notice that. Yeah, she was the, the other little black girl, the smaller oh. girl. She's really young. Yeah, right? I didn't even notice. Yeah, this is like maybe... Actually, it might be like right when 2D gets cat, like 8081's got to be about. Yeah. They might have filmed it a little before. It does kind of seem like that. Huh. Yeah, th- so that was really it who was in this. There's not a lot of people besides them and the kids, really. Yeah, and I can tell you this, that the cinematographer mm-hmm. and the person who does the music both are Emmy are Emmy nominated, and the guy who does cinematography is Oscar nominated. Becomes an Oscar yeah, I it was... nominated. The guy who made the comeback kid. I mean, it was filmed nice. I know. It's just a funny thing to go like, this is Hollywood, man. The baseball scenes were a little dark, like physically Yeah, dark. because they knew everyone sucked. They had to hide it. Oh, my God. But it, it just made me laugh that like, yeah, this guy's like making movies we've all heard of. Like uh, t- dozens of movies we've heard right. of. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, 
Oscar movies. It's crazy. And the comeback kid. And the comeback kid. The worst baseball movie for me. <laughs> well, isn't even really about baseball. Is it really about anything? No. Oh, you mean a baseball, a, a former baseball player coaching track? <laughs> Question mark. I, I have so many thoughts about the training. I wrote. I started like pre writing some of me my too. notes about baseball. Yeah, I was like, oh, I can't wait to see them do drills or whatever. Yeah, and no. I'm like, no. No, they were doing drills. Because then he buys the pitching machine. You think, okay, finally yeah, they're gonna play baseball. No, right, hold on. We gotta we there's, gotta go back in time. There's a lot of rope climbing in this movie. <laughs> I have thoughts. I have so many thoughts. I don't even know what to do. All yeah. right, let's let's go back. Before no, that's a great we, one. We that's a great forward. one. <laughs> Always as, as a rule. So this movie premiered. Are we gonna go back first? I, th- I thought we were going back. No, there oh, we there we go. Geez. Flux capacitors yeah. acting up. We have to put the plutonium in. I had to get the Fonz to knock on it. <laughs> it is 1980 after all. Yeah, it's true. So Sunday, April 11, 1980. A night of TV movies, as I learned. A bunch of things premiered. What so. network was this on? It was not CBS. It looks like an NBC joint. It's either, I, I believe it's NBC or whatever. It's probably whatever uh, Three's Company was on. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, but it wasn't CBS because CBS had the number had no they have number one. It had it had another TV movie. I know that. <laughs> and AB, they, all three networks had a TV movie. It's one, crazy. It one was like that Marco Polo one, but it wasn't Marco Polo. It was something <laughs> else. Um, yeah, so we're going on April eleventh, nineteen eighty. Opening day. Right around the corner. Yeah, I think probably. they. I think that was why this movie came out. Then yeah, it's supposed to be a, a baseball movie. I know. Is there any comeback? Who knows? I, I mean, don't think d- so. There is. He tries. I guess for it, one game. See, but I don't think that's the comeback, right? And like, I I sincerely thought this, even though I didn't think it was probable that the comeback kid was the kid would come back to life. As always, you go to a place that <laughs> nobody would think about. Because when you think about it, he's a kid, and, and Michael's coming back, Like I guess. Or he never comes back. He joins, right? So he's not the comeback kid. Well, it's John Ritter. No, but it's stupid. He But he quits baseball, so he's not. Is he coming back to the kids? I think it's about his journey to become a, a baseball player again. To that, then quit. Right. Because he realizes what's really important. In life. So this movie should be called The Quitter. It, Unless you're going to raise a kid from the, the dead, the comeback kid doesn't make any sense. But it's supposed to be about right. John Ritter. But but my version where Paul comes <laughs> like back Pet to life, cemetery. Yeah, exactly. But for kids, kid cemetery. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen Pet Cemetery. But I have that's not. What they do. <laughs> the, oh no, I have. I have. Oh, okay. I've seen both. I think one and two. Oh, ever for long? I didn't see the remake yet. But. From Terminator Two, yeah, I've yeah. seen him. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're remaking that too. Like right now, Pet what? Cemetery. They it already came out. Did they? Yes. I thought it, it came out was that last Halloween. summer. Yeah, around Halloween. Oh wow! I didn't see it yet. Maybe they're making the sequel. Now? Really, is that possible? It was supposed to be really scary, but I, I would think it. so. That's a perfect movie to be remade. Like yeah. good idea, not well mm-hmm. done. Yeah. All right, so this is great because it's 1980, so it, we can do the the big charts and not have to worry too much. Right. It's just insane because it's the 80s. Right. Um, all right, so music was number one, the Hot 100 <laughs> Billboard charts. Okay. Do you want just pre guess any pre guess? It's tough, but Super not Freak. Tough. Oh, you know what? No, but there there was a Rick James joint in the top twenty. I don't remember. It wasn't okay. that. It was whatever the next. I one was probably was. too early, but like no, Super Freak seventy nine. So oh wow, okay. I think I think it's off the oh, same right. album. I could look, but it was something. Oh, what's the next one? Um, Candy. No, that's uh, the other one. <laughs> that's doing the butt. That's you or cameo, cameo. Um, all right. Is it? 
Blondie, Call Me. Okay. Monster Song. Mm-hmm. The Spinners, Working My Way Back to You, Babe. I guess they re-recorded it or re-put it out. Shalimar, mm-hmm. the second time around. Okay. Pink Floyd, Another Brick in the Wall, parentheses, part two. Christopher Cross, Ride Like the Wind. Oh, God. Now, that sounds like a song I could have made up, <laughs> but it's real. No, I remember that. I know. Ride Like the Wind. Yeah, he... Again, that guy had monster hits. Yeah. Do you want to hear any of those or no? No. Okay. Uh, I'll go Blondie, Call Me. So close. Number two. Mm. Coming in at number one, Pink Floyd with a wow. number one single. That's not a crazy. number one album. I was shocked. I, w- I would have never guessed that. I was shocked. All the other ones were... Uh, uh, Mr. Cross was number three and Shalimar. And the Spinners were number four. Shalimar was like 19. <laughs> I just want to say Shalimar. I want to bring it back. Yeah. It's always fun. Wow. All right, movies. Now, there's a key piece of information that would help you contextually that I'm not going to give you till after we do it. Okay. But it might, that might itself be a clue. So what was number one at the box office? Kramer vs. Kramer. Mm-hmm. Coal Miner's Daughter. Mm-hmm. Little Darlings. The Fog. Or The Fifth Floor. All right, so go through those again. Sure. The Fifth Floor. Mm-hmm. The, the Fog. Fog. Little Darlings. You ever seen that? No, it's great. It's a know. it's a movie about like teenagers in L.A. like Jodie Foster and uh, oh the blonde girl Christy McNichol. Oh sure, and they're like kind. Of, oh, is that Little Fox of shit? It's one of those movies, but it's like that. It's another one where teens are going crazy. Okay. Um, so Little Darlings, Coal Miner's Daughter, mm-hmm. Kramer versus Kramer. Wow. Yeah, e- eclectic to say the least for spring I'll of nineteen eighty. The Coal Miner's Daughter. Oh, Ken, you're right on it, but number two. <laughs> Was we, it was number one the week before and I believe the week after. Oh wow! But the Oscars were that week. Oh, so what do you think the answer is? Was it Kramer versus yeah, Kramer, Kramer versus yeah. Kramer won the best uh, best picture Oscar and was number one at the box office. Interesting. Yeah, so it like rode that wave because it probably came out in December. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um. All right. Now TV. Mm. It was a fascinating list of things that were on TV that week. Um. So, what was number one? Kenny Rogers, The Gambler, TV movie. He's always in these. It's amazing. Uh, Nurse, which was also a TV movie. The Dukes of Hazard. Okay. The Jeffersons mm-hmm. and MASH. So that's like a murderer's row of like mm-hmm. shows. I'm going to go The Gambler. You're correct. Yeah. For no good He's reason. He's a monster. Yeah. I don't know why. Dukes of Hazard was like nine. Jeffersons was three, which was impressive, after CBS Evening News or 60 Minutes. Sorry, 60 Minutes. Um, and MASH was like number 10. Hmm. But CBS was the leader overall. Wow. Yeah. But the gambler. He just he just yeah. It's kind of hard to believe that he's like like who's our multimedia like he's TV, a draw. who's a TV music movie star now who would be Kenny Rock who could like put a show out and go to it's number number one. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. But that I mean, that's the equivalent of Kenny Rogers in nineteen eighty. Which is crazy. Yeah, that's an insane sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Who's today's Kenny Rogers? Well, it's obviously Justin Timberlake. <laughs> like maybe like Blake Shelton, but I don't even think he could pull. You're only saying that because he's country. I know, but, but so is the Gambler. I guess. I mean, he is on a hit TV show. I know, and it's a little different now. But, but I think Timberlake's the one that could be like, "Oh, I'm going to watch that because Justin Timberlake's in it." Yeah, yeah. Girl. Yeah. <laughs> every every what? Every did, bomb castle is a fly ass moat. Fly moat. Yeah. Where's the live by? Yeah. I think so. We all think so. <laughs> yeah, so that was a quick one, but 
fascinating. Fascinating as always. We love the 80s. Uh, All right. So we open up with John Ritter on the mound. I already love this movie. (laughs) On the mound. It's insane. The first... You texted me and said, are you watching the movie yet? I said, no. And you said, I'm 15 minutes in and it's outrageous. (laughs) Everything about it, it was so beyond what I could have expected. (laughs) It's not realistic at all. First of all, they're playing a night game. It doesn't look like there's any lights on in the stadium. It's like so dark. It looks like a men's softball league. (laughs) Like they're like, we got to get this game in for a doubleheader. And like, it's nine (laughs) o'clock. Because like the outfield, you hit the ball far enough, there's just no lights. So so John Ritter's pitching. It's unclear if it's like the minor leagues or the major leagues. I'm assuming it's the minors at the time. Well, right. Yeah. I, I went through the thing of it looks – I feel like they would set it in the majors, but it looks like the minors. But because of the TV movie, it might be that it's the majors, right? You know what I mean? Like exactly. that it looks shitty. Right. But it actually is the minors, which we find out maybe triple like 15 right? minutes later. But. Right. So uh, John Ritter's a pitcher. He's getting lit up. And so the catcher comes out to visit him. The catcher's three hundred pounds. Yeah, yeah, he is. He was in no way a professional. Athlete. Enormous. So yeah, he looked like two baboons. So there's a. Oh, did you notice the rosin bag? <laughs> no, it was not a normal rosin bag. It looked like a bean bag. It kind of looked like a like a cornhole bag. Yeah, they probably didn't know. It had no dust on it, and it was just right. like floppy and weird. It was so weird. <laughs> it's funny. So there's a blonde in the crowd that's a fan of Ritter calling out to him. We're at a, a mound meeting. He leaves the mound meeting and goes and kisses the woman in the stands. Right. Not only, okay, not only does he do that, no one bats an eye. No. Nobody goes like, hey, we got to get going or yeah. you're out of the game. Yeah. The, the manager doesn't come out. Nothing. No. And, and she is so Morgana. Oh, like, yeah. That's who they were going yeah, it, for. Because she's just insanely breasty and blonde. Right. And he's just like, she wants me. And then walks over to her and, and makes out with her in the middle of the in game. In the middle of a game. And not just in the middle of the game, he's getting shelled. He's getting killed. Like, it's so... The catcher goes out there to, like, calm him down. Right, right. He just gave him, like, a bomb. Right. (laughs) Do you see how he was throwing? He was throwing. Because, you know what I don't get is there's... The scene where, uh, in a little while, where he he gets hammered and he goes to the field and he's throwing the cans. Yeah. And he looks like he has a good throwing motion Like, yeah, he at least looks passable, right? You could could almost see him being an athlete. But when he's on the mound, he's, like, going, like, half speed. Right. He's just laying it in there. It's so bizarre. It's, like, almost like they had the camera set up behind the plate. He's like, well, don't, don't throw too hard. Because I wrote right. what I wrote was he threw that pitch like he was having a catch with a kid with no that's, arms. That's what it looked like. Yeah, yeah. Like he was he laying it like, in there like a knuckleballer. Yeah, it was so bizarre. And you're supposed to think, I think, and maybe I'm wrong, that he's like possibly major league material, right? Yeah, he's in AAA. Right. And so it, it doesn't even look passable. Like no. any person watching but it would like, be like, but that's why, on. like the part where he's throwing the cans, I'm like, oh, he does look athletic a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, like I, he's whipping the cans like he doesn't. Like you could tell when somebody has never thrown. Yeah, a, he's a at ball. least played baseball. He, at some point in his life, he played right. high school or little league, something exactly. where he had, and he was decent. But right. that motion is like it was terrible because he has like this old time right, like, like Don Drysdale yeah, or whatever yeah, that bullshit. And, and like that kind of accounts for maybe the slowness. But like, should whip the ball in there. They should at least cut to the ball coming in real hard or something. Right, right. It's so bizarre. I mean, it's obviously a hitters' league. This t- well, it's the California league, which is notoriously <laughs> yeah, right. the Pacific Coast league is like right. with the most hitter friendly minor league. Yeah, it's uh, wild. So he heads to the locker room dejected, but he's not like super sad. No, like, because he just like, made out with that woman. Right, he's like a happy-go-lucky guy. I love the manager comes out and goes, go take a hot one. Yeah. <laughs> I made me laugh. I was like, yeah. that's pretty good. Yeah. So the, the team is the Stallions, which was funny. Uh, San Jose Stallions. Yeah, they win, they win the game, though, thanks to John Ritter. 
Yeah. Uh, so the manager calls Ritter into the office, and he gets released, but then they said he could go play for Chattanooga. Yeah, it's not like he got demoted. Or right. it was like independently or, or like something. Or like he got, he got like traded. He could go play for somebody else if he oh, wanted right. to. Oh, yeah, right. He might have been traded. You're right. Yeah. yeah. But it, it really was not clear, like... No, like because it was an organization. They talked there, say coming from upstairs. Yep. That's what the manager said. And, you, and if you get traded like that and you're in the minors, you don't want to go. You have to leave. You can't yeah, just you come released. back to the team in a exactly. week later, like right? Yeah, which is doesn't... what happens in this movie, right? Uh, which is why it's weird they set it up that way. They should just release them. They should have been released like, them, yeah, right? You and don't then, need then that. he's sol. Like he doesn't know what he, want, he wants. Right? To do the, with his it, life, right? Yeah, it's stupid. So he's supposed to be 29 years old in the movie. I don't know how. I didn't look up how old he really was at the time in 1980, but he's probably not too far from that. I would guess no late 20s, maybe 32 or whatever yeah. in real life. So I, a couple things. <laughs> his uniform when he comes out the field looks like he just put it on. It's pure white pants. Well, he's a relief pitcher, I guess. Um, also, no kangaroo court. But tickle torture. Did you notice that? I did notice it. <laughs> they had very odd camaraderie on this team. Very homoerotic. It's oh, it's extr- it, it is like Top Gun volleyball level homoerotic because it's like the combination of like the the uniforms being so tight. Yeah, the eighties. There being a lot of bears. Yep. in the locker room. Yep. Like him being a good looking guy. Blow up dolls and like touching and tickling. It's a lot of touching. A yeah. lot. It's a small locker room, but right. I just thought it was so crazy because normally, like uh, on a baseball team, you have kangaroo court, right? Like, yeah, you have somebody, so you find people for making mistakes and fraternizing, whatever. They're like, "We're gonna, you're in trouble." What do they do? They're like, "Well," and they all start tickling him. It's a crazy grown men. It was insane. It really really was. A guy named Raymond Carver. Ray. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Why? Why is he named after an author? And and, like, I don't want to spend two hours on Ray doing his rehab on his knee, but we could. I've done that knee rehab like that. I remember it. It's so violent. Yeah. You got to pump. You got to pump that knee. It's so violent. I was yeah. like, that's not what he should be doing. I did that with uh, Dr. Gary Enfang in, uh, in Ringwood. Yeah. And what that, year? Yeah, 1982. <laughs> exactly. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. That was 1980. I mean, come on. What I thought was crazy is that the manager was running it. It wasn't no, a trainer. No, it wasn't like a trainer. It wasn't the manager. Okay. It wasn't. No. Interesting. It was like the team. It wasn't a trainer either. It was like a team manager, like an equipment manager. Yeah, it wasn't an expert, I guess is what I'm saying. Oh, that's it for wasn't sure. A, it wasn't a guy who... No. He found, that, he found that machine on the side of the road and brought it in. <laughs> like the pitching machine. Yeah, so there's also some great stuff here. <laughs> first of all, did you? one thing I noticed throughout the movie, but especially in this first seven minutes, no music. Yeah, it's very... Yeah. Absolutely. It's so, like a sitcom almost. So I, I'm going to know as we go along how long we've gone without music because okay. it was so apparent Now, you me. notice this kind of stuff. I don't. It so was driving good. me... Because there's just scenes where they're walking, you just hear the dirt under their feet. <laughs> Which I kind of like. And you're just like... Because you, you think you're supposed to hear something, right? Because usually when there's no music, mm-hmm. you're going to hear someone go, hey, over here. What, you know, whatever's going on. It's nothing. They're just move, They're just walking around. No dialogue. No like music. That, no sound. <laughs> you're sick. <laughs> well, yeah. In your hyperbaric chamber or whatever you're doing. <laughs> so, so they go disco dancing. Sorry, this scene I could I could just watch this on a loop. It's like the parody scene from Airplane when they go disco dancing, but real. So we're we're all right. So they're all out of a bar after the game. Ritter's making out with a groupie from earlier in the game. Yeah, it, doesn't this just seem like a great time to be partying though? Well, that was that that was the thing they were setting up that wasn't really clear is that Ritter was only on the team at that point. He knew he wasn't going to the majors, so he was yeah, like, "No, that's not true." Oh, see, I see, thought he was I just thought, there to party. No, no, because when he was with the the manager, he like really thought he's like, "I'm still on a path to to make it." 
They talk about okay, that. Okay, so th- that why when he goes out after he finds out, he goes nuts? Because like, it yeah. was an insane party. It was, like, no. Like, pictures of beer. I think they made it seem like they do that all the time. Yeah, because they do. Because remember when he goes out with Day for the first time? Oh, yeah. He takes her out with his buddies. To the belly dancing place? Yeah, to a place where all they do is make lewd sexual comments to this woman who very clearly is, is uncomfortable. Up, right. right, like, doesn't really want to be on a date with him at all. No. And doesn't end up with him. No, she does not. <laughs> it's so weird. I loved it. But, like, why even set it up? It was so this strange. This movie just should have been called Incomplete. Yeah. I, I, they, I don't mean, fin- they don't finish anything. Well, one person gets a complete story. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he probably is the only one. <laughs> uh, we're not even yet to, to the story of the movie. At, no. So, we're, like, ten minutes in. We have not even gotten to him being So a Ritter coach. is partying, like, He's gonna die the next day. Like truly, like he literally at one point passes out on the dance floor. They drag him up. They get him resuscitated. It's the greatest. It, it is so nineteen eighty. It's just like it's just like. So then he goes, he goes to get a pitcher of beer, which is just great. Like pitchers of beer, like right. And, and, and everybody's that. drinking beer. It's just all it's great. crazy terrible. So beer. they're watching a, the the patrons of the bar watching a, the local the townies are watching a yeah. game on TV. And they're making fun of a g- player for playing baseball. Yeah, this calling guy's him just, like a Neanderthal, just at the bar, like, like he said, like big man hit ball with stick. It was the weirdest critique for a guy who was uh, a piece know. of shit. Well, no, but, but yes, a but guy all, that would like baseball, but also minimum six foot nine. Like oh, that guy was, was a, a giant, giant and yeah. he's making fun of professional baseball players for being athletic. Right, it made no sense. So Ritter, Ritter's just like. Man, what are you talking about? That guy's in the major league. Yeah, that was that was a good Ritter. And he, yeah, I, I love John. I grew up with John. Ritter. I know, but that was like really good. Like, what do you mean, me, man? And I and I yeah, he's great. And uh, and he just dumps the pitcher that he just bought in the guy's head and doesn't think he's gonna get in a fight. Yeah, he walks away like like ah whatever. Yeah, that's exactly it. It was great. And, and then, then that guy, guy gets jumps up. him. And he's enormous. His head was enormous. <laughs> he had a big oval head, and they did. He jumps Ritter, and they get a huge bar fight. And then, like, they leave, right? So Ritter's just like, oh, come on, we're just getting started. The guy's like, no, nah, we're going home. Like, they had a game the next day or whatever. What did you think was going to happen there? I have an, I had a thought that never oh, happened. Oh, I thought he was going to get DWI. See, I thought they were all going to start doing coke. Oh. Because <laughs> I'm like, it's, it's 1980. They're baseball players. It's a early for it? I don't think so. By a couple so. years? I feel like baseball, that's, like, the perfect time. Or they would have done, like, poppers or something, right? They would have, like, yeah. to stay awake. Because he's like, yeah, we're just getting started, you know? I mean, they were trying to build that, like, his career is over. They they were still playing, so they had to go home every Right, they were like, ah, uh, yeah. And he, uh, th- my favorite scene in this movie, I think it's the next day. I can't believe this is your favorite scene, but Oh, it was. If we watch, uh, well, maybe watch it later, because there's no sound. Or right. there's no li- Well, dialogue. no. There's no sound in any of the movies, so don't worry. It's just a shot of Ritter the next day hungover. He's sitting on his couch watching TV, and he just looks so miserable. He did. And then they cut away from that scene. It was so great. <laughs> right. They just established he's hungover. It was so great. Because they have to have him like at the field or whatever, right? They have to show yeah. like, that he's like, and he, in this And he's like, such a sh- in a shitty little it was apartment. Good. It was perfect. <laughs> I, it's, I, I liked it. It's definitely not my favorite scene. I have many favorite scenes, and that's not one of them. You right. forgot Ray Ray Carver with the Bobo punch too. He <laughs> runs in and he throws. He he winds up like this, Ken, and does like one of these, like you know, like all the way up through yeah, the sternum. Bad knee. You shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. Oh God. So we're you know twelve conservatively twelve minutes. Maybe it, it's unreal. Uh, hold that. So the first music that comes on that's not disco music is ten minutes in. Ten minutes of the movie where the only music is diegetic. It's coming from the scene. There's nothing, no score or anything. And then it's weird because you hear it. And you're like, what is going on? 
And then it goes away immediately. It's like there for like 30 seconds at most. I love it. I didn't notice, it but I love so it. It was so weird. It was weird. It just, it made it feel like a horror movie. Because like, this, you know what I mean? Like when they yeah, focus they're you building. in and yeah, like, yeah. yeah it's... So then the next day, uh, after being home over, uh, Ritter buys beer and he's just walking around town, just hammered drunk. He passes out uh, on a local Little League <laughs> pitching mound. Yeah. So at this point in the movie, so the the next now a group of kids find them. Well, yeah. What out. do we know so far? We would think that he's going to teach this group of ruffians to be a baseball team, right? Yeah. Like, it's bad like, news bears. It's bad news bears. But I'm for like, TV. oh, I'm going to love this. This is right. Be bad the news kids bears. are hilarious. Bad news bears with John Ritter. That's a I, great idea, wrong. right? Like Walter Matthau is great, but this is a different thing. He, he's younger. Uh, John, he's comedic timing. Yeah, he's supposed to be hip. He's great. He's kind of famous yeah. rather than like anonymous. Right. And and. And he kind of needs the redemption of like doing something because he's a miserable fuck. Exactly. It's perfect. 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 Nope. <laughs> Absolutely not. No. Uh, now, th- when the kids find him, maybe the most realistic scene of what kids would have actually yes. done in that I thought situation. they were so, it was so funny. So the so kids accurate. find him, they're like, oh, yes, this can's full. They're like, let's drink it. Exactly the first thing they would have done. I I wrote that the question because he's like, ah, that's not enough to get drunk. I was like, is it enough to get drunk? And they're, they're just like, like little kids. They don't care if it's hot. It's no, all the skunk. They're like, let's fucking drink. I that. think he even says it's probably hot. Then he goes, <laughs> I think I swear to God, he said it. it's been out in the sun all day. Oh, it was so good, and it's great. So the kid goes to gra- grab the beer. Ritter grabs his hand like Michael Myers. Is like, don't touch my beer. Yeah. That's my beer. Well, and then he and then he gets a kick to the ribs, like a full Her kick effort, to the ribs. Yeah. It was so funny. So of course they oh. they take away. I love the kids immediately. Uh, so Ritter goes to clean himself up in the most eighties bathroom ever. Yeah, it was like <laughs> avocado green. <laughs> I fucking love this. You could tell they filmed on location. This is oh, not like a did. movie bathroom. They no. just went into like a park and they literally filmed. They went to a park yeah. bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> he cleaned himself up like a pobo. I mean, they're out there all day, every day anyway filming. Who gives a shit? Oh. So he sees an attractive young woman stretching before a run ends up being Susan Day. By the way, the longest legs I think I've ever seen. Oh, she's... And I don't think of her as a tall person. No. But it was ridiculous. Yeah, she, she was, was like, tall. She had I mean, her short. She like ballet dancer like, I don't her think head. he's short. I mean, he's probably regular height. I, I can't imagine he's more than 5'10". See, I think he's like tall. I think he's like six really? foot. Yeah. Because like, what's his name? His son's not that tall. Jason Ritter? Yes. On your, uh, on your favorite show, Parenthood? <laughs> he's good. He looks know, just you know, like he, him. He is really good, actually. Um, So Susan Day smartly runs away from him as she uh he tries to run her down. Now, he just... It's hungover as fuck. She's going at a good jogging pace. Right, and, and she jogs every day. Yeah. So, again, no music this entire time. And she's not running on the uh, trail. or She's just running through grass on the field. Yeah, she's just like, almost like she's trying to avoid him. Oh, she was? It, it, it. So she starts picking up all his empty beer cans that he just leaves there. 5'11". Or six foot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right, okay. Um, but, again, just jogging with no sound, no music. So, you, <laughs> so part of it is... The reason it bothered me was you're not supposed, to, and I don't love this necessarily, but you don't know how you're supposed to feel. Is this like fun and coy, or is he just annoying? Like, is she going to be like the heavy in the movie? Do you well, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so I think we're supposed to think it's fun, right? He, from his point, but when of you view, have no music, it's annoying. When you don't have like a like an upbeat kind of thing yeah, happening, yeah, I, I hear you. It makes it weird where you're just like, we just hear. <laughs> so, and, and that's it. Like it's uh, it. It was so long. They were just talking and no music for like two minutes. So he tells while her, running. He tells just jogging. He tells her he's a pro baseball player, and he, he's just like, "You've never heard of Stallions?" And she, yeah, she he's such a she, shit. She, yeah, he's great. 
Uh, so she run, she ends up running the park department and find out the, uh, the kids don't have, I thought the kids didn't have a baseball coach. Right. Well, she says she, coach. We don't have a coach. Yeah. And, it, and, and I was like, oh, a baseball coach. Yeah. And I was like, oh, they're going to play lo- all their local towns, right. like, a rec, like a rec program. It made more sense than, because what this ends up being is insane. <laughs> and what I really, because the only thing they clued me in was I wrote down, so he's tired of baseball, but wants to coach baseball. Because he says, I'm, you know, I'm tired of but baseball. But that's the only thing he knows. I know. So, like, it makes so sense. I thought, oh, it's weird that he would want to coach a base- kid's baseball team. Well, he doesn't, as it turns <laughs> out. But the, he didn't know what, I know, what the coaching gig was. There's no, he knew nothing. He just wanted to talk the day, and he thought, "I need a. I guess I need a job." All right, we're nineteen seventy nine. Seven hundred dollars a week. Seven hundred dollars a month. No, it wasn't a week. It was oh, a month. month. Okay. Still, that's a lot of money. All right. Why, t- I looked it up actually. Uh, hold on. Oh shit, where is it? I, I usually d- do this, but I, I did it for something else. It's on my notes somewhere. I just gotta look. Fuck me. It's got to be two grand at least. So seven hundred. Was twenty one hundred today? Right, that's crazy. Yeah, that's a lot to coach track? Question mark. <laughs> right. So he went from being a professional baseball player to he probably get, was making less. Right. To getting a gig, making two thousand dollars a month in nineteen eighty. <laughs> right. To do what? Almost nothing. Right. Like, it's crazy. Oh man! Uh, yeah, so he I'm wants, glad you noticed that. Cause I wrote that down. So he like, wants a no job. Way. It should have been like a hundred dollars a month. The, I mean, it should have been, been a volunteer job. <laughs> right. right? He's a professional baseball player. He wants a job uh, to prove. <laughs> this was one of my favorite scenes too, because it's very John Ritter. He wants a job, and the proof it has less athleticism. Starts to do exercises on all the local playground. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Yeah, he was hammering out pull-ups. Yeah, pull-ups I, wrote, I wrote down Ritter is very charming. He that part was actually oh, he's funny. great. It was like some of it. He was him. a real dick, but yeah. Oh my god. That's a fucking understatement. Yeah, I know. But that part, I was actually like, oh, I see why she might like him. Because before, it, there was really no reason to no, like him. No, he's not redeemable. He's yeah. not charming. And maybe isn't redeemable at all, as it turns <clears> out. Which is- he asks her out, and she agrees, but only to talk about the coaching job. They meet at the restaurant, and they sit at the counter, which was weird. Yeah, it was strange. Uh, and she's telling them about the kids and how they're they're like from like low-income families. A lot of them don't have their parents around. Uh, so she agrees to hire him on a probationary basis with no references, no nothing, nothing. handling children. Yeah. <clears throat> Next day, Ritter shows up and starts coaching this group. Uh, so there's boys, there's girls. There, I would say like four six, to the- twelve. <laughs> Kim Fields is like four Paul or five. Four. No, but Kim Fields was young. <laughs> okay, but they were they were young. <laughs> they were still pissing their pants. <laughs> Yeah, they they the oldest was maybe eleven or twelve. Yeah, like Michael. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Kelly Leak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I called him Kelly Leak. Right <laughs> now, he's have Kelly to. Leak. Yeah, he. It, it's bad news bears, but for track. <laughs> I think that was the tagline. A of this movie, movie no one wanted to see. <laughs> no, I mean, like, look, I like track and field in the Olympics, but that's once every four years. Yeah, I liked it on the Commodore. <laughs> right. You had to move the stick back and forth I to, to run. Yeah, it, it, but like. I had, you know what it reminded me of was the swim meet with Go Green <laughs> with all the green yeah, uniforms. Like, why are these people training? No, no, no. The, the old people one where they're like the oh, old people yeah, are going to yeah. be like, who cares? Yeah. Why? Why is this a part of the story? Why not just have it be a baseball game and then you could just win the game? So this is uh, when I find out. So I really I wrote here. So let me get this straight. They're training for a track meet. I'm like, I thought this was a baseball movie. <laughs> right. I, I wrote down. Oh, it's a track meet. Weird. <laughs> yeah. 
It's, so the kids don't so want to practice. They want to get drunk and stoned instead of track. I'm like, yeah, of course. It's the greatest. I, I wrote, let's get stoned in quotes. These kids are amazing. They're awesome. Yeah. Uh, I really know what's going on in this movie, but I love it. I wrote that down. He offers them a quarter to work out with him. A quarter. Yeah. Well, he's making 2000 a month. <laughs> but yeah, they were like, I, I just loved it. it and they were like, like, all right, I need a quarter. Because that was the thing. He's like, he could not reach or motivate any of them. No, he bribed them. Yeah. And then he's like, all right, he did the thing that like fucking cowards do. He's just like, I'll pay you to do this so I, so I can date this woman, basically. So one it's of like the, a Billy Madison or Adam Sandler yeah. movie almost. Like. One of the ruffians, Michael hangs back and doesn't want to work out. <laughs> Uh, I said he seems to be the Kelly Leak of this group. Yeah, I mean that was obvious. From this, the kids start to do calisthenics. So yeah, Ritter, sort of. Did you think he would be driving a pickup truck in this movie? Because I didn't. No. <laughs> I I guys, we're 15 minutes into this. I, I, I'm no joke. We're a little further because I have timestamps for the music, but it just it just starts to break apart here. It's like the Challenger. Like, it goes up fine. It gets off the ground. You're like, all right, I kind of know what this movie is. And then pieces are flying off. And you, up is down. Black is I don't white. Know, yeah, I, really, I, I still don't know what this movie was really right, about. Well, that's what we were talking about, the comeback kid. It doesn't... I mean, we're going to go through it, but... I have. I, uh, he goes to visit his old team, and one of the players is rehabbing this... Uh, oh, I have a Kelly Lee thing before we... Oh, go ahead. Sorry, I just remembered. So, he pays them to work out or whatever. He says to the one kid, do you want to grow up to be some fat guy? The kid was chubby. He yeah, was husky. But you don't say to a kid, do you want to grow up to be some fat guy? Well, his coaching style left a lot <laughs> yeah. to be desired. And then Kelly Leak says, I don't I don't need you. I don't need your money. I have my own money or something. He's like, I can make more money. I was like, so are they setting up that he's a drug dealer? He said, I can make money a lot easier than yeah. that. And so then I thought, oh, this movie's going to get dark because. Well, you're right. Not the way that I thought. But I, I thought it was going to be he's like a street kid, like a hustler, like either having sex or selling drugs or both. Right. Because it's still 1980, right? You still have this moment where... Yeah, there's still Thunderdome. There's weird, no rules. Right. Still. Weird stuff can happen in these movies. And they're setting up like the street kid thing. Because that's like what Little Darlings and Foxes are about, right? Is it like yeah, yeah, yeah. these kids at like this age are doing all these things they shouldn't be doing. Right. Uh, it, it, it's... Oofah. Uh, so so he, I thought he was a drug dealer. So Ritter, Ritter goes to visit his old team. Ray is rehabbing, rehabbing his knee in the most violent way. <laughs> the greatest. He could possibly rehab a knee. The greatest. And uh, Ritter wants to buy a pitching machine to learn how to hit. Now, he doesn't want to buy it for the kids. He wants to buy it for himself. <laughs> right. Which is not immediately clear. To become a hitter, to get back, that's how he's going to get back to the So majors. his solution to being a bad pitcher in, in for his entire life, right? So he's yeah. been a pitcher up till you know, probably since college, right? Yeah. Since he started college. He, said, he says he's been playing since eight. Yeah, but like, you know, when you're young, you sort of do yeah, both. Yeah. But he hasn't been hitting full time for 15 years. He said in Pony League, I was a great hitter. Yeah, so, so 15, 15, 16, right? Yeah. Been pitching that whole time, fails, is released or traded, and then is going to just turn around tomorrow. And like Rick hit. Ankiel, become a, a, a hitter. Right. And it, teach himself from a pitching machine. Right. In a week. Not, you know, because Rick Ankiel went, like, went to like no, single like, A. He ball, went down. He started and, from scratch. And he, was, oh, and he hit in the majors before that, <laughs> Correct. right? Like, you know, like Madison Bumgarner could do this. He's an elite athlete. Correct. No, he's not John Ritter. He's not John Ritter throwing, you know. 82. Not even 82. He's throwing 14. <laughs> and so he's, so he takes the money from Susan Day, $600. Well, well we didn't do, know that. Oh, okay. But, that's but, the next oh, scene. Oh, sorry. Right. Okay. So the next scene is Susan Day meets with Ritter and gives him $650 to buy sports equipment for the kids. So she wants him to get like the, the hurdles and all that bullshit that they need to train for this track meet. 
Yes. And right. like basketballs and footballs. Like he wants It's supposed to, to be like a summer he's camp, supposed, basically. Right. He's supposed to run an athletic program for like yeah. the town. And so you would like set it up, there'd be different, you know, areas or set like a gym class. He steals money from the kids to buy his six hundred dollar used pitching machine. Right. But what was weird about that is that that didn't seem to be the plan until he got the money. Like it wasn't like he became the coach to like grift them out of money to become an athlete. You know what I mean? No, he wanted the pitching machine, but then he came into this money from her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even yeah, but it wasn't like the plan of like getting that job wasn't to do this. Right? No, yeah, no, that's that doesn't make any sense. He didn't know sense. what he was doing. Right. <laughs> he just literally flies. Are you by talking the about the comeback kids? I love him. I love him so much. It's so unpredictable. You're right. I didn't know this movie was. I didn't know what was going to happen next. <laughs> I like, it was a thriller. I, <laughs> <laughs> when I said I thought Michael could be a, a gay hustler, I meant it. No, I know. I thought he was going to get into a van and they're going to imply that he fucks men for money. <laughs> like Tina Turner. <laughs> so Ritter has has the kids climbing ropes. She was a dancer for there, money. I want to be clear. <laughs> there's so much rope climbing in this movie. <laughs> I couldn't get over it. He calls one of the younger kids a baby because he can't climb the rope. Paul, who's six. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're going to be a little like, baby? He's like... He's like you want to be a baby. You the he's like you're a baby. You can't climb that rope. He's the meanest coach ever. It's like <laughs> oh, you forgot to mention too. He goes back to practice with the Augie Garrido. Whatever his fucking name was. Yeah, Augie Garrido. Augie Garrido. Yeah, he goes. He goes back to practice with his team. They just let him throw batting practice. Yeah, and hit and hit. Yeah, he was hitting off. Uh, oh, sorry. Turn that. I hit that back. He he was hitting off uh, <laughs> like with the group. Like a hit. You hit. Right. So when you're in baseball, you hit in like four people groups. So they just let him go in a in a hitting group. And talk about how great he is, but he's he's got a shitty swing. Yeah, he had you know what he had. I, I first thing I thought of Michael Bolton softball swing. Oh yeah, and it's all wrists and it's all down here because you're because that high pitch you got to like you know what I mean. Yeah, well he had the you all right let's, guys all right we're gonna talk about hitting mechanics <laughs> for like a minute. We have to because it's 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 so a plot. He had this like big stride like from yeah. me to you. That's what I mean about softball. And a big load like so a load in you know a how those guys start like this yeah with yeah their yeah feet together and they yeah. go like this yeah so a load in a swing is where when the pitch is coming you bring your hands back to generate the the force to hit the ball his and what's a load what's a, what other kinds of loads <laughs> and it's supposed to be very quick and short his was like like yeah like Kyle said like he was hitting an arc pitch softball yeah because you because you get all to the time in the world right you need this whole like the and whole, the reason yeah. why you have a short load is because. You have well, I know team. I have a short load. <laughs> the reason you're supposed to because the pitcher's throwing 95 miles an hour you and you don't like, have the time yeah. to do it slowly. To move all those parts. So it, he yeah. has this big methodical swing that would never work in reality. No, and it's all wrists and it's all down here. So everything he hits is like below his waist. Right. Even, not even knees, it feels like. And he's going... <laughs> it's terrible. It's like it, basically it, it's bad. But if you watch that Michael Bolton softball swing, that's what they teach them, right? It's like to get to here. <laughs> you're, you're obsessed with, with Michael Bolton softball swing. <laughs> I you. love. I love it. <laughs> I, I'm right. I know. No, I, I know. I'm, I'm gonna, it is. I'm gonna get, it, Ken. I'm gonna make a video. I'm gonna put the two swings on top of each other, and we're gonna see how oh, close. Sure. You know, how they do like the swing yeah, they, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love that. Yeah, it's worth uh, my time. Okay. Right. So he gets the kids. He's calling them babies. Um. And it's again. It starts to become clear they're going to do everything. Like it's not really clear. It's th- we're thirty minutes in. It's like oh, they're going to do like yeah, they're do- they're doing hurdles. They're doing like a, a whole track and field meet. So I wrote that. Are they training for track and field or are they at an Al Qaeda training camp? <laughs> That's exactly what it looked right? like. Right? Yeah, they were like d- doing like jumping up and down, the like hand up, over hand, yeah, like, the up monkey downs. bars. Yeah, it's like they're and they're running through dirt and dust. <laughs> They're like, they're like what are the the the, the, the tubes? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they're crawling through the tubes. Yes, yes. I I. 
it looked exactly like one of those videos you'd see on the news. It was crazy without the machine guns, but that was it. So these these kids, uh, Michael and one of the other kids, they start fighting. These kids, they fight at the drop of a hat. Yeah, it, they're it's fucking like, delinquents on the street. It's like a Boston sports bar pre two thousand four. It is amazing. Like they are just street kids. Oh yeah, they're just scrapping because we never once see a parent. So Susan Day gives Ritter Ritter shit about letting the kids fight. My favorite uh, line I in this, this movie. Too. Go ahead. He goes, so she's like, you can't just let them fight like that. In front of the kids, he goes, oh, go bake a cake. Yeah, he just like pulls the go bake a, bake, bake a cake I card. I fucking was screaming laughing like, when he what? said that. It was so He's great. He's like, we got to let them settle it their way. They're five years old. <laughs> so They're not like fi- two rival gangs. She fires him on the spot. He walks oh, away. She chases Lord. him down to get the money back, but he talks his way back into the job. Like she hires him back right away. Yeah. We got some music here in the background. So, of course, Ritter takes the money and he buys the pitching machine. Uh, The little kid, Paul, wants to hit off the machine. Oh, God. This is tedious. Ritter, of course, lets him because he's a terrible person. The kid... The kid hits one and Ritter makes him run it out. He had a better swing than Ritter. He did. And he cranked that one that he hit. Uh, Susan Day comes to work and Ritter and Paul have to quickly break down the pitching machine to hide it so she doesn't see it. (laughs) (laughs) It's so weird that this is what this movie has become. Like, there's no focus. I just didn't know where it was going to go. I fucking loved it. So what I couldn't believe is that she drives up and doesn't see the pitching machine or hear it. Like, she was not that far away that they could... Wrap it like he and a four year old can wrap it up <laughs> and move it. The usual <laughs> suspects is more predictable than this movie. <laughs> it's so true. I was like, if she doesn't see this fucking pitching machine, she's got to be an idiot. Like, there's, there's no way. All I remember <sighs> is like, um, we uh, Mr. Deed had one of these. My 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 coach. Oh my, yeah, my, of my, the best coach I ever had. And he he w- I'll never forget like the sound of dropping the ball and just go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we all had. The, yeah, if you played in that era, right. that pitching machine made that that noise. Uh, so and we you, get, and you would know it from a hundred yards. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it's uh, we get an awesome training montage of kids yeah. doing Al Qaeda. Yeah. <laughs> so if case anyone's curious, that's around forty five minutes in. So if you want to watch that, <laughs> and I wrote down, how are they training for a track meet? Doing this? right, exactly. They're not. <laughs> He's building a little army. <laughs> So I just want to point out we went from twenty seven twenty four where there was music to forty four thirty seven. There was seven and that's the montage. Seventeen minutes with no music of any kind in a, a score or even a song. Seventeen minutes. That's forever. <laughs> Whether it's just talking or silence. So imagine everything we just described with no score. I, I love this. It's movie. so weird. Uh. <sighs> Uh, one of Ritter, uh, Ray uh, Ritter's teammate finds him. Why is he stalking Ritter? I never find that out. They were like best friends, I think. I guess. Maybe he's worried about him? I don't know. He never really say. Did <clears throat> Michael gave him the white power symbol at one point, too. Did you notice that? He did like the little, like, did one of these. Well, that's not what it is. I know. I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, they play baseball. I assume they're yeah, still playing. Yeah, I figured that. that's what it was. Yeah, but it made me laugh. Uh, Ritter decides to bring Day on the date and see a belly dancer with his old teammates. <laughs> really what happened i know i like I'm gonna, hey you know ken i'm trying to think of the ideal first date it should be me and you and your <laughs> girlfriend and another guy and his girlfriend and we should go see belly dancing <laughs> and my person i'm bringing who i've never been on a date with also doesn't know any of these people no it does it doesn't want to go see it belly clearly dancing. does not want to see this uh so we finally get a young uh patrick swayze oh the sways 
And he's like really like chauvinistic towards Day and the other women there, which he, is like out of character for he's him. He's like on 11. He's like Ray Liotta and Goff- Goodfellas oh, laughing. Yeah, yeah. He's just like, Wah! oh, it's the greatest. So they're all embarrassing Ritter in front of Day. Uh, Day is in her present and leaves. I just wrote out that, that scene was insane. <laughs> You're right. They're like shitting themselves like it's the funniest thing that's oh, ever my happened. God. Ritter chases her down and apologizes. Day, Day says she was involved in a relationship for three years. Yeah, they like, drive home together then. Yeah, he takes her home. Ritter is walking her home as he's trying to get to know her, and he goes and plants one on her. Yeah. Uh, she doesn't think it's a good deal for them to get involved. And he's just, just a jerk. Yeah, like, there's no... There's, it's not a good idea because there's nothing there. I mean, he's just a good-looking guy, basically. That's it. Yeah, at best, right? right? Like, she's Susan Day. Like, she could exactly. do, do as well yeah, as John Ritter. Ritter right? exactly. like, it's not, you know... Uh, he asks uh, if it's all men she doesn't like or just him, and she says it's just him. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> Sick burn. Uh, now Ritter's taking BP with a team. <laughs> okay, first of all, Wearing, wearing t- tennis shoes, not wearing cleats, <laughs> which know. you would never do. You no, just he's, never he's do. Sliding that. all over the batter's right. box. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't even. And then and that's when the music kicks back in. So we're at sixty minutes. So it's been sixty an hour, forty-four to sixty. Sixteen minutes, no music. So he's cranking out BP. Okay, there's a big difference between hitting in BP and hitting in a live game. So the coach offers him a job as a hitter, as a position player. Right. What position is he going to play? DH. I guess. I mean, he can throw. We know that, sort of. Or he's supposed to be able to. Uh, so he goes from being a pitcher to getting a contract in Triple A as a hitter. Triple yeah. A, one step from the big leagues. Yep. All right. I'm just letting you know that's what happened. Yeah, I felt like that was the most the most logical thing that should happen. It's not that he redeems his pitching career by you know doing something with these kids, I no. guess, or the kids help him hit better. I don't know. There's no connection. Between the kids and baseball, except the $600 for the pitching machine. If you're making a Venn diagram of this movie, (laughs) that's it. And Susan Day sees his friends on the team. That's it. Yeah, that's all that really happens. But that's What what is the comeback kid really, then? (laughs) I don't know. Uh, There's some more rope climbing. Paul's little kid, Paul, is finally able to... So this whole time... uh, John Ritter develops this uh, special relationship with this little kid, Paul, yeah, who takes it, a liking to him clear, as a Paul, father figure. And Paul and Michael are brothers. Right. We'll Paul and Michael are brothers. Kelly Leak. Kelly Leak is like 12. Paul's like six. Yeah. Right? At, at best. He's tiny. He's very tiny. And, and Ritter and uh, and Paul kind of defends Ritter to, to Kelly Leak. He's like, oh, he's not so bad. He really cares about yeah. us. And then Leak is like, he doesn't care about any of us. And he's right. And he's he right. Yeah. Michael's very perceptive. Michael fucking. He, 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 had his, he had it down. When they go on the retreat. Yes. He, he knew him. He, he brings he, the He does. He, he loved that. I love that part. That was maybe. That might be the best actual scene in the movie. It, right. It was like a real movie at that point. Uh, Dave tells the team that they're going on a trip this weekend to an. Now, I was confused by this. Did she say an old Russian fort? Yeah. She said old Russian. I don't know what that means. I'm from the country of Russia. It's like Delamitri, but for Russia. I know, but they're <laughs> in California. Yeah, it's not impossible they would have had a West Coast fort. Oh, okay. I, uh, I don't know, but that doesn't I, sound crazy to me. Okay. Uh, one of the kids, uh, I think Michael says he wants to go to Alaska instead, and Ritter, he's like, all right, we'll go to Alaska. He's like, why'd you tell him that? He's like, I don't I know. I literally wrote here. He said, I don't know how he's going to pull this off, but I want to find <laughs> right. out. I, I'm like, I legit thought they're going to Alaska. <laughs> it would have put it past this movie. But this is the moment where I went, I have not seen a single parent they in don't the have entire parents. movie. That's, That's what, what it I seems mean. like. But then like Michael and Paul talk about their mom and how they- Well, she was she, a, like a drug addict that was- see, They were I, living with their grandparents. That's what Susan Day I know. Said. It was just, it was weird to me that they do this whole thing and they have a track beat and no one shows up. They have a funeral and no parents show up. <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> I know, but like- 
I can't believe none of these kids have a, even a, 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 a like parental a figure in their life, let alone a parent. Like, come on. So they're hiking and end up in a swimming hole, splashing, playing. Uh, Ritter, Ritter, they're camping. Ritter's telling ghost stories. Ritter is having a heart-to-heart with Kelly Leak and tells him they're not going to Alaska. Kelly Leak says he knows that Ritter is leaving, and Ritter gets defensive. Yeah, he and he says, what does he say? Something about lies. He's like, uh, he, he makes like some really like eloquent statement. Well, no, because like, he says like, because uh, he's like he's like speaking of it's like he tries to help Kelly Lee. Kelly Lee's like, well, he turns why, the tables. Why, he goes, why you have uh, my brother help you hide a pitching machine? Yeah, he's like, what are you doing? Like, what is the point? He's like, I thought that was a lie. And he's like, lies are bad, right? Edward is like, uh, uh yeah. He goes, <laughs> oh, it's different. He's like, no, it isn't. Yeah, he gave him the what for? It was so yeah, good. It was great. He held him to account like a real street kid. Now Day comes over and flirts with Ritter and kisses him, which is nuts. Like, there's no world in which that well, because like that's when they they like she realizes that Ritter's very like has a connection with the kids, but he doesn't. He did at that point. His connection is they hate him and he hates them. No, they Except they for were Paul. they were like getting along with him at that point. A little bit in the swimming hole, but that's it, right? But so, that's when she the swimming she hole is his butthole. <laughs> uh, next day, Ritter tells Day that. Tell her that he's leaving to go play with the team. He does it the douchiest way yeah, ever. Like, like, it doesn't matter at all. He's like, oh, sorry, Tuts, I'm gone. Yeah. I, I wrote down, Ritter is such an asshole. He's damaged goods and makes no, uh, what is it? No he's effort no at self-improvement. No. At all. What is he What is he coming back from? That's what I'm saying. He is, he, uh, I'm to saying, your point about Back to the Future, to be the he never kid. goes anywhere. No, he doesn't. He doesn't grow as a person. His emotional journey till the is, end is null. No, he does. He cries at a funeral for a kid. Way to go! Oh, you're human. Spoiler alert. <laughs> it's just so she's upset. So basically, she's upset because he won't. Uh, she won't have time to get another coach because the track meet's like two weeks away. Also, they haven't learned any track. No, <laughs> I haven't seen one hurdle. They practiced the baton handoff once. I saw that, and that is yeah. It. But like, that's hard to do. That's like that's a really difficult thing to do. So she she says the kids' lives will fall apart. She was right. Ritter's such a douche. He says to her, "Nice knowing you." She says she knows he cares about the kids. He disagrees right. and shows her the pitching machine he bought with the kids. Guess he showed her. Yeah, he's like, "Look what I did." He's like, "Look what I used the money for." Like that was supposed to be. I think when they made the movie, that was the moment he comes back from. Right, but it is at the seventy minute mark, if yeah, not later. Twenty minutes left in the movie, and so. It, it, sh- it should have happened way earlier if that's what they were going to do. Yeah. Like, she gets they needed caught the earlier. montage. Right. What I thought was going to happen, what should have happened. So Ritter goes to play at the game. He gets one at bat. He hits a double, right? After th- Now, he should and number be- one, doesn't go out for the fight. Yeah, he, they have a bench So, so they show he- how he's really not into being on the team. Because you would never do that. If your team runs right. off the bench to fight, you go out there. It doesn't right. matter. And uh, so after the game, uh, they win. He gets the game-winning hit or scores the game-winning run. They're all happy horseshit in, in the locker room, and Ritter's not really participating. He's not into it. Ray's like, what's wrong with you, man? He's like, I don't want to do this. Basically, he's like, I'm not, I don't want this isn't what I really want. Right. After now, like, what yeah, he doesn't want to go out, doesn't want to play baseball, doesn't want any of I'm it. I'm like, fine. The rest of the movie is gonna be he's like, what I really want is to coach these kids. Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> wrong. That's not what happens. So Ritter doesn't go back to the kids at all. Nope. He just kind of falls into depression. Yeah. Uh, Day tells Ritter... Which uh, is realistic. Like, I mean, again, I know it's a TV movie, but that is much more likely what would happen when a guy goes, my life is empty and I've built nothing and I care. I don't care about anything I've done. Yeah. You just go, you go and live on the street. 
so next day, or, or, or whatever, a couple days later, he goes back to the park, but the kids are nowhere to be found. Ritter wants to talk to Day about getting his old job back. Day says she doesn't want him coming around the park anymore. The kids hear that Ritter is back and rush to the... All right. Which so I they, can't believe. This is what happens, right? No, they all secretly do want him back. Besides, like, Michael trying to tell okay. them that, that he's a piece of I, shit, I, which I wanna, he is. Right, but I want to say one caveat is, I think they want him back because he was in their life, not because they like him. Meaning, he he showed up and kind of cared, yeah. which is all they but ever that's got. that's all they needed. But they don't say that they like Day, and she's always there. No, she, and she's right. busting her because ass. It's, it's a, a man. I know, but it's just crazy. I just never got the connection between him and the kids feeling very real. Like, the park... The, the part that should have been the turning point was when Paul climbed. He finally climbs over to the top, right? Yeah, right. So it should have been like, I told you you could do it. All right, you like, do is turn, work hard. Turn your negative rhetoric. Yeah. Right. They don't even do that. Like, he congratulates them, but then that scene's over. Then they go to the swimming hole. Right, and it's the reason, like, he should have failed and quit baseball earlier, or it should have been a total failure the first time, is that right. he then goes to coach, finds his calling, and then he has to make the choice at the very end. They go... You know, uh, the team was in a bus crash or whatever. We need like a pitcher, and he has to go. Like, do I go to the meet or do I go exactly. back? Exactly, he has to make a choice. Yeah, uh, but he doesn't make that choice. He just makes the choice of I don't want to play baseball anymore. Not I want to coach kids, God. as you pointed out. So one of the kids uh, sees Ritter's back at the park. He run- the kids are hanging out at like a shopping center or like a mall or, uh, or something like that. It's, yeah, it's not it's really a parking lot. Yeah. So the kids hear Ritter back. They all rush to go back. On their bikes. And it, you see a car turn the corner, screech, and hits Paul, the little kid, yeah. on a bike. Like the sweet, like the beautiful sweet, blonde kid. little kid. Now, it just, yeah, maybe we should put a, I don't know, a warning if you, this is, yeah, this is right. sensitive it, material. Yeah. And we're going to make fun of it because there's no other way to get through this. Because it's so crazy. <laughs> it is unexpected. And such a turn yeah. for the tone of this movie. Because you feel like... All right, he's coming it's back. It's all going to be okay. That's what you're thinking right. at that point. we got to be close to the end, right? We're five minutes there, from the end. Because I, nope. I pause it there. There's a minute or an hour and 10 minutes. So there's around 15 minutes. There's, there's 15, 15 20 minutes left. So they still got to get together as a team, go to the track meet, and do well. Happy ending. Yeah, and maybe Day comes back nope. and do it. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Paul gets hit by a car. They find Ritter. Ritter goes to find Paul limp, motionless. It's awful. It's so It's awful. the harshest scene that we've watched probably in a movie that's supposed to be a comedy basically yeah. or like silly yeah there's no reason for it so he could have just fallen out of a tree and broken his arm right they go to the they go to the hospital they're all standing outside michael comes running out you think it's going to be like oh my brother's going to be okay he goes nope. my brother's dead, dead. <laughs> i was like holy i literally said holy shit i did shit. too i was like fuck it's it's, it's so such abrupt. a turn <sighs> and there's no again it, it's unearned like what is the point what are we learning here? That life is meaningless? An hour before, John Ritter was passed out on a dance floor from <laughs> right. partying. He got kicked in the ribs by a four-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, he kissed Morgana, the kissing bandit. And this? This is what we get? So we, we get it. Uh, now we, we're at Paul's funeral. We're coming back from Paul's funeral. They're, all the kids are in the back of a pickup truck, which is very 80s. Yeah. They go to the like the gym at the, I didn't even know there was a gym at this. Yeah, they're in, they're like in a basketball court. Right. It's an indoor basketball court, talking about their feelings, talking about how they feel, how unfair it is that Paul died. It's like a five minute like it was long. Acting it, s- toward the force by all these people in this movie. It, and and Ritter's like, come on, guy, you know, tell me tell He me was terrible, feeling. actually. I yeah, like, yeah. The, the kids, kids were, were great. great. Susan they Day were, is great. They were legitimately crying. They were sad. Like real crying. Yeah. yeah. Like like that kid really died in real life. Like the one girl without Kim Fields, the other girl yeah, was just she like, was great. I'm glad it wasn't me. I was like, holy <laughs> shit. And she says, like, what does it even matter if we're all gonna die anyway? What yeah, is life? She's, she's like, right. She's like, is life meaningless? <laughs> but that's 
the movie. Like, it's basically saying life is meaning. It's like fucking no exit or Sartre or something. Like, it's just life is meaningless. Do whatever. There are no consequences. It was crazy. So the kids all decide to do the track meet. Uh, So they get to the track meet. They have tie-dye jerseys on. I don't know why. Uh, You forgot one thing about the kids. Larry needed (laughs) to talk about his turtle. (laughs) That was amazing. So Larry. The toughest kid in the group. Yeah, yeah. He's just like a tough guy. He's He's crying his eyes out. Is he? He might have been the fat body. I don't remember. No, no, he was the he was the, the like the Latin kid. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and Larry. Oh God, he was so good. He's heartbreaking. And he's like, you know, I got my turtle. When I got him, they told me he'd only lived to be like nine Two, months. Yeah. And now he's four years old. Larry's gonna die, and I, I know he's gonna die, and I'm gonna be sad. I'm already sad that Larry's gonna die. Yeah. Which is true if you've had a pet. I know, but the fact that he had the cognition to go like, yeah, I'm living. I'm this borrowed time with Larry. I know. It, it just it killed me. It, it was great. Me. Like he's a I good just, actor. Oh so God. the kids actually do pretty well. The final scene is Kelly Leak comes back and says he wants to compete, and it shows him kind of doing. They're doing the the four by hundred uh, relay. I wrote that. I mean, who gives a shit? Who are they competing against? <laughs> like, there's no context. <laughs> no. This we we spent we spent forty minutes in some way adjacent to attract me, and I don't know what for. Like. What, <laughs> so the final scene is him. We who, don't even know what place they come in. We don't know anything. Does the team that win get a parent? <laughs> like they get like taken into a whole like different stroke style i, I, I don't know bonar bane so it ended in like classic freeze frame yeah 80s style Without any resolution no nothing his triumphant moment was his brother died two days ago and he crossed the finish line maybe in first but they didn't even show him crossing the finish line it was right, just, he's like just running right he's just running so is he the comeback kid is what i'm saying no i think i still think it's rare see again i think my version is better where the comeback kid is paul is actually alive <laughs> And you don't know it, and then he comes to the track me in a full body cast. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, "Oh my god, he's alive!" Because Michael's an idiot; he didn't know. He just went saw him in the in the oh, room. Susan, Susan Day was with him. Oh, okay, because like I can imagine him seeing him like hooked up to all the things and going, "Oh my god, my brother's dead." Everyone thinks he's dead. Yeah, but he comes back, and he's. Not I mean, they had dead. a funeral. Right, but I'm saying we don't get that scene if we do it. Oh, my okay. Way. You're, yeah, you're way much better. <laughs> yeah, and that brings us to the end of the comeback kid. So, Doctor Mud on a scale of one to five trips to the Regal Beagle. I got to give this an eight and a half because I don't know. I don't know how to rate it. I don't know what to say. I mean, I think it's a five. Wow. I, <laughs> I it might be. You're right. Actually, it's so crazy. It's so crazy. <sighs> I know. I know. You're right. I, if I watched it again, I still wouldn't know what was happening. Right. I would still be surprised at every turn because it it makes no sense. Like, and I know a lot of things in these '80s movies. They just don't go. Over, they don't care. No, but like this feels. It feels like two scripts. Like, like they really went. Okay, we have John Ritter in a baseball movie, right? And then we have an after-school special, correct? And but we don't want John Ritter in the after-school special because he's a bigger star than that. We can do a primetime movie, mm-hmm. and the after-school special stuff we can kind of cut down and just make part of this bigger movie. And I swear to God, they just rammed them together. <laughs> they spliced them all together. Right. And they were just like, all right, so he'll coach these kids, but he's actually with Dan. He's going to go back to the league, but the kid has to die in the end. That's the, it's like, <laughs> what? Right. I literally wrote in caps, why is this the movie? Like, <laughs> There's no reason. Why did he die? I don't know. Why did they kill a six-year-old boy? <laughs> and show it. There's no reason. You could achieve all that narrative stuff with him just getting hurt. Yeah. Like falling off the rope. For example, right. like he goes to do it by himself when no one's there. Exactly. Exactly. And then, Kelly, and then Kelly Leak has to go and Find get, get Ritter. Ritter, and then he replaces his brother in the relay. Right. Now I have to do it for my brother. Exactly. Right. That's the reason to do it. But Not, he kinda, not manslaughter. 
It's vehicular, but sure. Sure, it's still manslaughter. <laughs> we don't know. Maybe he was gutted for him. Uh, maybe. Yeah, sure. Paul, Paul might have crossed the wrong guy in the street. He didn't, he's not paying the vig. Yeah, I don't know. It it is it, like truly, this movie should just be called Thunderdome because <laughs> there's no rules. You can do whatever. There's no resolution to any story except for for Paul. Like, <laughs> like we don't know about Larry's turtle. <laughs> we never yeah, see yeah. a parent. Oh, oh, guys, and Ritter and Day don't get together at the end. Or we don't know. Or maybe they do, but yeah, they don't or, show it. Or we don't even get like a, we're not getting together, right? Like we should just be friends, or we should work yeah. together, or whatever. We don't get that he's going to continue to be the coach. Nope. And take on the next group of ruffians. We really don't see how the baseball team reacts to him leaving because we built up these relationships too, like Swayze and Ray Carver, like <laughs> the coach who's in everything, the manager, that guy's yeah. in a million things. Oh man, they, it's a lot of dangling threads. So what's your what's your rating for this one? I love I love this movie. And with the no music, like it's all just so it's odd. A, so read it what you want. Oh boy. I'm gonna go four and a half. Oh, okay. I didn't know if you were like it's No, I was going it's, high. It, it, it's an incomplete because I don't know what it is. <laughs> right. Or not. Like it, it's just yeah, it's like trying to rate it on a scale and it's <laughs> it's you know, it's like, is this the best fruit or vegetable? Like, I don't know. It's it's just a fucking doesn't make any sense. It's an armadillo. <laughs> I, I loved it so much. Oh, my God. It's it's beyond the pale. It's perfect. (laughs) Yeah, you you actually texted me like, we can't do this movie because you're like, we can't talk about the last 20 minutes. I was like, we have to talk about it. (laughs) All right. What else you got for us? And I know there's no more than words for this movie because there's no words that you could search besides baseball. And I almost did it for this one for that reason because it's so crazy. You could have said vehicular manslaughter. I don't know. All right, well, let's do Celebrity Net Worth, and we will, maybe we'll play a quick <laughs> impromptu game. All right. I don't think I've ever been more excited to talk about a movie than that one. We've had a couple. I was fired up today. I mean, when that lady, what's her name, threw a spear to someone. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was good. <laughs> that, the, that was a moment, a moment you can't be ready for. The hatchet from... 50 yards? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, she had a better arm than Ritter. Callie <laughs> Harper? Yeah, she fucking threw that shit. All right. So we're going to do three different categories okay. today. Um, let's start with the Swayze category, Dirty Dancing. Oh, boy. I was curious about the stars of Dirty Dancing and also one minor character who I thought would be funny to include. Okay. All right, so we'll go in order. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Cousin Brucie. So Cousin Brucie plays- He's in that? Yeah. He plays like either like a DJ or an MC at some huh. point. So what is Cousin Brucey worth? So for those of you who don't know who Cousin Brucey is, uh, old-time rock and roll DJ from way back who's still on the air. Yeah. Um, on CBS, Amazingly. On WCBS AM, I think, maybe. Yeah. Now. I thought he was on Sirius. Maybe oh, they oh, simulcast right. it. You're, no, you're right. He has that Sirius channel. You're right. So people might know him from that. But long-time New York DJ, like forever. Oh, since we were children, at least. And he's kind of like a caricature of himself, almost. He's got to be 80. No, yeah, at least, at least. So cousin, he's been around forever. Oh, my God. And, and he's like, one of those guys, like Wolfman Jack. He's in, like, the inner ring DJ Hall of Fame. Yeah. I mean, he was doing oldies when, those, like, oldies stations first came out. Right, when we were kids. Right. Like, in the 70s or whatever. It's yeah. It's just like... Uh, cousin Brucey, shit. Yeah. Uh, God, I, I really don't know. I know. Uh, That's why I wanted to do it when I realized he was in that movie. I'll go $5 million. Not Pretty good. $3 million. All right. Yeah, three million seems like the low end default for like a famous person. Yeah, 
uh, on Celebrity Network. We're starting to learn the system. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. How they do the evaluate. At some point, they're just going to hire us. We're going to do the evaluating. You were, you know what I mean? We're going to put the numbers <laughs> my on. dream job. We should email somebody. <laughs> uh, all right. So let's go uh, Jennifer Grey. Mm-hmm. Um, Famously plays Baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. What's in her corner? How much money is there? Yeah, true. Hmm. Because she kind of stopped working. Or she did like Broadway, right? Yeah, I think she did a lot of theater. That plastic surgery got the ru- nose ruined job. her career. Yeah, like the the thing everyone knew about her. That was like I think was I don't know if that was Friends that they do that joke. I can't remember. It was one where she's there and they're right. just like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, they're like Jennifer Grey. Like, or Will and Grace? You're not Jennifer Grey. Yeah, it's like one of those shows. Yeah, like, like, no, no, Jennifer. No, it's you're me. not Jennifer Grey. Yeah. Um, you're right. Oh God, I forgot about that. Oh God. But I think she's still probably making money from that movie somehow. Yeah, or maybe came back to produce like the Broadway version. You know, there's always a chance that she's like some I'll go middleman. Eight million for her. Oh wow, ten million. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Right there. That's pre- yeah. That's a tough one. I think. Yeah, it was hard. That was a good, that was a hard one. So I, uh, Jerry Orbach. Yeah, that's oof. I knew he was coming, but that's a. How long was he on Law and Order? Twenty. Twenty years. years? <sighs> and he died like 2011, maybe. So. So I. I, I and was, he was on the show like almost like how long? Almost up till he, he died. Was, yeah, second. He's maybe from the second season on, because it's uh, Chris Noth and George Zunda was the first season. Okay. Were the cops? <sighs> I'll go. And he was a Broadway actor before that, so he was on Broadway yeah, like in the 60s. I don't know if he's making his money from that. I mean, he's making his money from Law and Order. No, for sure, but, you know. And he's had to be getting a ton at the, I mean, the last 10 years he's getting paid on that yeah, show. Yeah, you've got to figure. I'll go it's an expensive show to make, 40 right? million. Oh, wow. Way over. Oh, really? 10 million. Really? Yeah. That's shocking. I was a little surprised. Wow. But, again, old guy. Ed Asner yeah, role. but he died close to his, or he was working close to his death. Yeah, on a on the number one show or top yeah, whatever show. Yeah. Maybe he just never really got paid. Who knows? Or <laughs> or he was like incredibly charitable, right? Which is always we never you can never account. Yeah, unless you really like. Sometimes you'll know, but and he might be. He seemed like a nice guy. I don't really know much about yeah. him. And of course, us. speaking of the comeback kid, John Mulaney has a great Jerry Orbach's eyes bit. <laughs> <laughs> Gets Jerry Orbach's eyes. <laughs> if you haven't, please. I mean, I, I don't. I'm not telling anyone anything that the world does not know. But those those like four albums or three oh, albums great. are just flawless. Yeah. Salt and so Pepper f- Diner. It's just forget about it. He's chasing the woman through the subway, the horse <laughs> in the hospital. This is the doctor is gone. <laughs> <laughs> He's just a fucking genius. So. I love him. Every time I hear Jerry Orbach, I think of that story. <laughs> Jerry Orbach's eyes. Um, all right, last one. The Sways. I, I think we did him. Before. We've done the Sways. And so I was. It's forty. Yeah, I, I was like, yeah. you remember? Yeah, it's forty. I remember too. But I wanted to just remind our listeners who yeah. care about Celebrity Net Worth. All right. I have two other categories, both, I think, kind of weird. Not weird, uh, but the people might be a little obscure. So we'll do Three's Company, which okay. you might have seen coming. Sure. But remembering that most of the stars of Three's Company are mildly famous, right? So, like, yeah. you know. So Joyce DeWitt. Janet. Yeah. Famously, if anyone listens to Never Not Funny, the podcast of running running joke references, Joyce DeWitt. And I The think original it, ending of Three's Company was he was supposed to get together with Janet. I can but see she that. didn't want to do Three's a Crowd, which was the follow-up show. Yeah, you can, it's hard to argue with that. I mean, and she, yeah, she didn't want to do it, so they made him date that other, marry that other woman. That ended up being the, the, the wife. Yeah, the second blondie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, what was her name? No, no, he didn't marry Terry. He married Terry? a, a Terry, t- totally somebody that wasn't that he didn't live with. 
which is the whole point Terry of the show. Terry, she's one of the guys. <laughs> no. Terry that was in The Stepfather. Yeah, yeah I got you. Uh, Terry O'Quinn? I wish it was that one. <laughs> I, think, I think the Terry from this show is from Stepfather 2. Hello, Mary Lou. <laughs> Those stepfather movies are. I know Quinn is creepy. Then, yeah, he's he's a great actor. Um, Underrated man. No, he marries like uh, that was one of my that was probably my favorite show growing up. Three's Company. Wow, uh, like so the rerun, like, the rerun show is that was your yeah. number one. That's interesting. Uh, no, he marries like a like a well-to-do family daughter, and the father hates him. Like a oh, Ted Knight yes, character. I remember hates this. Him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the original ending of oh, Three's Company God. before Joyce DeWitt said no to Three's a crowd was the spinoff. Obviously. Oh fuck! I so remember that ending now. Yeah, he was supposed to marry Janet. Yeah. That uh, makes, anyway, that, that's a great idea too. Like I know, Joyce DeWitt eight million, four. Okay, I feel like that's a tough one because it, who knows. She hasn't worked since three. Probably got decently paid because remember Suzanne Summers kind of pulled the oh, salary yeah. thing, and so and you figure Ritter was making a lot, yeah. of, and and they probably were not paid the same. She might have made us think about it, which is fair. Mm-hmm. And then that also, could have been why she didn't want to do the show, well, right? And and it's been on reruns. It's been on TV every day since 1978. <laughs> so like, you have to figure, even if she's not getting a big piece of it, right? She never had to work again. No, she didn't. I mean, she has $4 million. You don't have to work. Right. And probably did whatever the fuck she wanted. Like, exactly. did plays or whatever. Like, yeah. started her own playhouse right. or some shit. You know? Right. Like a real asshole. No, I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure she's a lovely woman. I mean, she might do, like, the circuit, too, sign an autograph. I'm sure she does. Like that, you know? Yeah. Because she also seems like the perfect As we know, it's lucrative. And she's just, like, the perfect person for that because she's both famous and obscure. Yeah, like, I would be excited to meet her. She's not Captain Kirk, where it would just be, like, f- 10 hours of signing exactly. things. Exactly. But she's famous enough to she'll make money. Right. Right. You know, right. yeah. That seemed to me like a reasonable place to be. All right. So, uh, Mr. Roper, Norman Fell. Norman Fell. Again, a guy with a long career. Yeah, but in old. tons of stuff. Uh, three million. One. I was surprised. I thought it'd be higher. Okay. Don Knotts, Mr. Farley. Mm. Now, he's famous from before yeah, but, that show. But you know what? I. When I looked at it, I guess I was just thinking he and Don Knotts were not that far away. Like, I know Knotts yeah. was more popular because he had Mayberry and whatever. And he made, like, movies. Yeah, I guess. And he was, like, he did win, like, Emmy, like, five years in a row for playing Barty Fife. So uh, I'll go, like, 10 million for him. Don Knotts, 20 million. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. 20 yeah. million dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's impressive. Yeah. Um, John Ritter mm. at the time of his death died 54 I love so him, he died oh, okay so we might be able to do the math on that alright look well should. he just he was doing uh, 10 rules of dating my teenage daughter yeah, which was like a whatever. surprise kind of hit yeah because it was him and uh, well Kelly Kuoko is the daughter and then what's her name um, Peggy Bundy I forget her real name oh, Kelly, Katie, uh, Katie, Katie Segal, Segal, yeah was the mom and it was like it's a, that's a good cast right oh, so Ritter's like 31 32 in uh, comeback yeah, some, yeah that's reasonable. about what we yeah. thought yeah so, like, that's a good cast because Kelly, uh, Kelly Cuoco ended up being, obviously, famous comedic actress. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um, But I'll go, like, $25 million for Ritter. $20 million. Okay. So Don Knotts and John Ritter worth the same. Yeah, there you go. Fascinating. All right, last one. Suzanne Summers. Two words. Thigh master. I know. I knew you would know. And it, it changes the game. I think she made... <laughs> So fucking much from that. It was, didn't she actually marry it Patrick was, Duffy too? Yeah, it was on for years. Well, it's like the Jane Fonda rule. Like she's she's a gajillionaire because of the videos, not because she's an award winning actress. No, no, years <laughs> she was doing the fucking thigh master. Yeah, you and I know about it. We've never once done a thigh no. master exercise. Eighty million. Great guess. Hundred million. Yeah. yeah. 
A hundred. And I thought about playing the music, but no. No. That's that's a predictable outcome. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's crazy, but true. Oh, Billy Crystal auditioned for the role of Jack Tripper. Interesting. Wow. That's a different show. There could see that's a thing. Like it's tough to do this because you you can't imagine anybody else being Jack Tripper. Right. I, yeah. After nine seasons, too. Right. It's just those alternate casting things are always fascinating. Like the Office ones come up all the time. Of, yeah. Like, who who was up for the yeah, roles? Yeah. It was Will Smith was uh, on the Matrix. Up, no. From no Michael Scott. No. That's what I heard. No. He never auditioned anyway. Well, I heard that he was wanted. No. They like wanted Bob, him Bob Odenkirk it. was one of the finalists. Well, that, well that's because he he and he was in the show later as Michael Scott. Yeah. Which yeah. Funny. Right. But like. Like Paul Tompkins would made it pretty far. Yeah. Like, I could I could see you could uh, see Odenkirk being yeah, like, Michael Scott. They're perfect, sure. like kind of middle manager guys. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I love that shit though. That's fascinating. Of so course, I was I was looking for the uh, for some, a particular fact about this. I can't find it. Um, all right, last one. No oh boy, you gotta have one out of left field for me. You know that. So athletes who became actors. So I was thinking about John Ritter, like OJ. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I see the OJ. <laughs> We've done him already. Otherwise, I would have done it. <laughs> So, athletes who became actors, and I picked athletes from the 70s and 80s, okay. 60s, 70s, 80s, um, and guys who were in the major leagues of their sport. So, okay. not, not like, there's a bunch of people who played, like, uh, what's his name from Party of Five and Lost? He, he played, like, minor league. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I tried to pick guys who were, like, really good, not just. Sure. All right. I didn't want to cherry pick, you know? Uh, and I wanted to do guys you might not be able to guess. <laughs> All right. So, we're going to start with one of the most famous, Andre the Giant. Oh, he's a soccer player. <laughs> a soccer player. Soccer player. Oh fuck. Um, yeah, wrestler. We don't haven't done too many wrestlers. I know. Surprisingly, it, it, yeah. I think it's sad mostly. Andre. I mean, so how uh, was Andre even like forty when he died? Maybe a little over, I would say. I and I saw that documentary and I can't remember. Yeah, it was, it was good. I, but I would have said like forty-four. Yeah, because they yeah. said he wouldn't live much close to fifty anyway. Right. Um, I don't think. See, I don't think he was worth all that much. Four million. I was looking up when he died. He was forty-six. Okay. Andre the Giant is worth ten million dollars. Okay. Yeah, that seems high to me. Does it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to me too. But I, I'm not surprised. But again, it's hard to know. He might have had a couple big wrestling paydays at the end. Like he probably true, did. like make like a I know million dollars. WrestleMania three. They he he didn't want to do it. Right, so they had to pay him. And yeah. he was a huge draw. He was the biggest star in the sport. He was, yeah. Um, and then he was in a bunch of movies. He's Princess he prob- Bride. He probably got one paid. Of my, one of my favorite movies. Yeah. He's in The Six Million Dollar Man. Uh, he's in a lot of weird stuff. Oh, interesting. And he was a celebrity. Like He probably, oh, could, yeah. he probably did the circuit, too. Getting Talk paid. about somebody that would have mopped up like the autograph circuit. Oh, and and like, my God. It was, that, that documentary was great because you saw like how he was really charismatic and funny. And, yeah. Like, he was like a really good interesting guy too which is i love the story they tell about like like wrestling is famous for like not letting outsiders in the locker room and the one like reporter like walked in by accident he's like get out of here (laughs) he's like get (laughs) off it's like terrifying yeah because he's like he's a gigantic (laughs) dude yeah that yeah if you haven't seen that highly recommend uh jim brown okay one of the greatest nfl players of all time retired young at 32 yeah Went on to star in a number of movies mm-hmm. in the 1970s, particularly, but not only. And that's a tough one because... Yeah, I don't know. Probably didn't get paid NFL back mm-hmm. then. No. Not well enough, anyway. Um, I'll go $15 million for Jim Brown. 
Fifty. Wow. Million. Good for Jim Brown. I was I was impressed and shocked. All right, but like I could see him being. He's a really smart guy. I could see him being yeah. really good with money. Like he probably has like a bunch of steakhouses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know what he I was mean? probably ahead of the game with that kind of stuff. Or he might even been like an agent. I could see him. Yeah, like, there are certain kind of players. He's very respected. Yeah, and if you're like a black player in the '80s or '90s trying to get a big contract and you're trying to make a statement, you pick Jim Brown. Like, and yeah. he gets a cut of like your hundred million dollar contract. Sure. I, I don't think that's insane. No, it's high. I think that number. But, yeah, but not crazy. Fred Dreyer, mm. Hunter, <laughs> one of your faves. I love Hunter. <laughs> um, uh, I'm not gonna do it. I'm not. I'm not gonna make the, the obvious joke. Uh, twelve million <laughs> for Fred Dreyer. Twelve million, you say? <laughs> twelve million on the dot. <laughs> well, walk me through how you got to that number because that that's um, insane. still alive. I too. don't think he. He was only famous for that short, like that very short amount of time. Yeah, ten, not even ten years. Yeah, because like I'm going through his IMDb and like not a single movie on here where he's a star or famous from it. Like the way I figure, like he's making about a million dollar a year for the amount of years he's famous. Okay. And that show again was on sort of yeah. in syndication, like we saw it. So. Yeah, and yeah, and it's not like it wasn't. It was it was famous for the time, but it's not like super famous. Oh, he had a recurring role in Cheers. That's right. Okay. Yeah, he did. Yep. And he, was a, he was like a sports caster. Yeah, and he was a Hall of Fame player. So there's like again the autograph circuit. Yeah. There's a chance that that's again I would have gone like four. So oh, okay, go. I'm not good at this though. <laughs> Merlin Olson. Ooh, from Highway he to in? Heaven. Oh, he was. Oh, okay. Yikes. Uh, again, also played for the Rams. So two Rams back to back. I didn't do yeah. it on purpose. Three million. Three hundred thousand. Oh, I was gonna say <laughs> three hundred K for Merlin oh, Olson. That's kind of sad. Yeah, I was a little surprised by that. All right, last one. Bubba Smith Oof. from Police Academy. Wow. That now that's a hard one. Right. I, that one's difficult. I went through a long list of guys that I was like, I want to pick because the, like they're in that weird spot of like the OJ lane that they're in, but they're not OJ, right? So right. they're not super famous yeah. on either side. But famous enough mm-hmm. to get cast in things in kind of comedic roles or comic relief or whatever. I'll go. He's a great. He's in every Police Academy yeah. movie, and he's great in it. Uh, I'll go four million, five hundred thousand. What? I know. Why? I was shocked. I was shocked. Bad investments. Yeah, I mean, you have to wonder CTE. I mean, he's getting at least that much for each Police Academy. At least. Five hundred thousand. Yeah, because yeah, that first one probably didn't pay because it was a surprise hit. Correct. But it made a ton. But he of made money. seven more, six more. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I, I mean, mean, maybe by Operation Miami Beach, he's not. It's not doing as he's well. He's a but... big star of Citizens on Patrol, <laughs> I know, I know. the cop program. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he and Sweet Chuck are fucking comic foils. You know, it's <laughs> sad that we know this much. I know, Mrs. Feldman. <laughs> <laughs> Idiot. Oh, well, that's it, Kenny. All right. That was good. Good Celebrity Net Worth this week. Great movie. Guys, watch it. Watch it just so you don't believe we're making all this up. I couldn't... I would, I'm not clever enough to make all that up. Yeah. It's, uh... So I, I think me and Kyle oh. got the next movie narrowed down. Oh, that was weird. We got the next movie narrowed down yeah. to two. So Kyle, drop it in. Uh, we might have a little hiatus because there's a couple cyberbullies, much-needed vacations coming up. Uh, Truth. But... We will get back in either two or three weeks. Yeah, we'll, we'll maybe we'll, maybe we get a couple on the can. Yeah, we're gonna try to. Yeah, maybe even this week if we can. But uh, for Doctor Mug Kyle Rist, no, I'm Ken Norris, and this has been another episode of the Cyber Bullies. See ya.
on the next Cyber Bullies podcast. Starring Sarah Gray. Mom, what were you doing by the bank? And Charisma Carpenter. Oh, did you hear about the bank robbery? It was right by your work. Did you see anything? No, I didn't. It's 2016's Mommy's Secret, a.k.a. My Mom Robs Banks. Available in a Lifetime Movie Club.